You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, praise the Lord. I hope you're ready to get into the Word of the Lord. Uh, I want to talk to you about two different things today. I want to talk to you about deliverance, and I want to talk to you about inheritance. And uh, I want to go back because something that began to stir in my spirit in prayer the other day. Um, we want to deal with the children of Israel. The scripture begins to give us the setting for the Israelites, and of course we know that they went into Egypt, free people. And Joseph had led the way, and over the years they began to multiply and begin to grow. Um, and it was a prophetic word of the Lord that said they would be there for 400 years. God had given this prophetic word. And so it wasn't that they were out of the will of God, but God put them in Egypt so they could grow into the nation that they needed to be in order to possess their inheritance. And the, the problem I think with the Israelites was, and why they went into slavery, is because as they grew and multiplied and they were blessed even more than the Egyptians, they decided they liked it there. And they had houses and vineyards and all of those things. And so God put it in the hearts of the Egyptians to begin to enslave them. And I truly believe the reason God let this happen was to make the Israelites no longer love Egypt because that wasn't where they were supposed to be. And so for approximately the last 80 years of that 430 years that they were there, they were in bondage, they were in slavery. And at the end of 80 years when Moses showed up, they were ready to leave. They weren't saying, well, we like it here. And sometimes God will allow you to be blessed in a place that you're not supposed to be permanently simply to develop you and to cause you to grow into a place that you're able to go in and possess your inheritance. So now we come up to the setting that uh, after these 10 plagues and they, Israel decides or the Egyptians decide to let them go, we find that the Israelites have made the journey out of Egypt and they are in front of the Red Sea and on both sides are mountains, and they realize that the Egyptians are coming after us, and they are literally hemmed in. Whenever God works deliverance in our lives, it's 100% Him, because deliverance means that we are in a place that we cannot set ourselves free from. We don't have any answers, our abilities, our talents will not extricate us from that situation. And so deliverance is all about God. It is a sovereign thing. It's like when you, when you give your heart to the Lord, and as a boy I remember this so many times, uh, seeing sinners that, that came into revival or whatever, and I've seen people come into church when I was a boy. Uh, my dad pastored on an Indian reservation, and I would see people come into the service drunk, and yet in the presence of God, they would sober up, and God would save them and he would instantly deliver them. Uh, I remember people who were addicted to cigarettes, when they got delivered that night and filled with the Holy Ghost, instantly that 
addiction was gone. It can be alcohol, it can be pornography. Deliverance is about God doing something quickly. And, uh, you know, unfortunately in the church today, we have gotten to a place to where we've made deliverance a process. You know, and I think it's because we don't put enough emphasis on really getting free in Christ. That, uh, you know, signing a, a pledge card or saying, I accept Christ as my personal Savior, uh, those are good things, but they're not going to give you instant deliverance. There has to be a pressing in, there has to be a tearing where God in His power just instantly delivers. And so uh, Israel is in that situation. The Red Sea was about deliverance. The crossing of the Jordan was about inheritance. And we're going to go there in a minute. But as Israel is in this place, and if God doesn't intervene, uh, they're going back into bondage. That, that's where they are. And the Lord just supernaturally shows up. And... Uh, he, he causes them to stand in a place to where only God can get them free from. Only God can set us free when we need help. The Lord does something supernatural. He literally blows on the Red Sea. The waters, one, one translation says they were congealed. It was like jello. They're standing up on both sides and the Lord allows them to cross over. Uh, deliverance is about God setting you free from your enemies because God doesn't want you to keep looking in the past. If you don't get set free from the things that have controlled you before you were saved and born again, then those things will constantly pull on you to where instead of looking forward, you're constantly dealing something in your past. And when you're ever dealing with something in your past, you cannot then deal with things or fulfill what God has for you in your future. So for Israel, the, the parting of the Red Sea was not just about them coming out of Egypt, but it was about God permanently getting rid of their enemies. This is what the Lord told Moses. He said, and you shall never see them again. This is what God does. Uh, I, I want to encourage you that, you know, some people have really gone into the depths of sin and, and God sets you free and you think, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just hoping that I'll never fall back into my addiction or into my weakness. Listen, when God delivers you, you don't have to worry about that. He whom the Spirit has set free is free indeed. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away, all things become new. Listen, when God delivers... It's a complete deliverance. It's not just a temporary fix. And the Lord wasn't just for a season saying, okay, I'm going to keep the Egyptians away from you. The Lord was saying this. He said, These, this enemy is not going to mess with you anymore. And so he parts the Red Sea, not only to allow Israel to come out of slavery, but to get rid of their enemies. And I thank God for the fact that, that we, 
that we walk in deliverance. I think it's a wonderful thing to be free uh, from our past. But God doesn't just, he, not, he doesn't set you free from your past without a reason. He sets you free from your past so he can propel you into your purpose. And so now we have, uh, you know, this, this 40 year window between the Israelites coming out of Egypt, which should have been anywhere, somewhere between seven and 10 day journey, uh, and going into the land of Canaan. We know that they don't and they're, they fall into unbelief. A lot of what God does in our life in deliverance is to create a realm of faith in us for the land that we're getting ready to possess. So now we're going to fast forward and Joshua is now leading the Israelites and the Lord uh, tells him, he says, tell the people to sanctify themselves, to cleanse themselves. And he said, because on the third day, they're getting ready to enter in into their inheritance. Uh, there's no warning with deliverance. I mean, God doesn't give you a whole bunch of instruction. Uh, I mean, you come to the Lord broken and needy and boom, God just does it. Uh, but with inheritance, God will give you an instruction. He will begin to prepare you for entering into it because inheritance requires people that are in alignment, that are synchronized with the Holy Ghost. And God will take us through this process. And so uh, in this story, we have, we have Joshua and Caleb. And I want to talk about Caleb for a moment. Because when Caleb was part of the deliverance of going through the Red Sea, and we know that uh, God sends them over into the land of Canaan uh, to, to view the land, and the 12 spies come back and only two of them have a good report. One of them was Caleb. It made God angry, and we know that God killed those 10 spies that made the people weep and broke their spirits that they wouldn't go into the land of Canaan. But the Lord made this prophetic statement. He said, but Joshua and Caleb have a different spirit. He said, they're going in. So you think now that uh, for Joshua and Caleb, they're probably excited. They're thinking, well, you know, we're going over here in the next few days. They didn't. Even though their hearts were right and they had the faith to go in, God would not let them go in for 40 years. And the reason being was the people that they were with were disqualified. And Sometimes, many of you perhaps that are listening to me today, and boy, I've experienced it in my own life, we can't figure out, God, I have the faith, I, I have the gift that you put in me to go into my inheritance, to possess you know, the purpose that you've given me. Why, why am I not there? It's because there are people with you that can't go. And so the Lord has to wait until he separates you from them before he can put you into your purpose. 
And that's what it was with Joshua and Caleb. They could not go into the land because the Lord said, you got too many people with you that are full of unbelief. And he said, unbelief will not allow you to possess your inheritance. So for 40 years, they have to wait until that old generation dies. I think to some degree that we have, as a church have not, the remnant has not really seen the glory of the Lord because God is getting rid of the lukewarm. There is a cleansing, there's a separating taking place now. And God is removing the old wineskins. He's removing those that don't have a heart. Hallelujah. They've been saved, but they don't want to enter into the purpose of God. Forty years later, God says, now it's time. Now this time with inheritance, he begins to give instruction. And he says, I want you to get ready to cross over. When they get up to the Jordan River, the scripture says that it is at flood stage. Again, it's all, only God can, can provide the entrance into their inheritance. And for uh, all of us as believers, when you really have a call of God in your life, uh, you can't get yourself there. It takes God. The Bible says a man's gift maketh room for him. And I, I think that one of the most difficult things, I was talking to my wife a couple of days ago, and I said, you know, um, I think one of the hardest things for people who know they're in right relationship with the Lord, have a call of God in their life, know they have the gifts and the ability to function in the realm that they're in, and yet God won't, won't put them into their purpose. Uh, he holds them back. And the only way, and I know it was for me, the only way that you can survive that time and not get bitter and not get angry and not just quit saying, well, God's not fair, is prayer. You have to go to prayer, you have to pray, and God, he, he'll give you understanding, but he absorbs the frustration out of you. And I'm sure that Joshua and Caleb had to do that, but now they're standing at the Jordan River. This time, they have a group with them that have faith. The old generations died. The Red Sea was about deliverance. Jordan River is about inheritance. And boy, when God begins to speak a word, hallelujah, he begins to go before them and he parts the Jordan River at flood stage and they cross over into their inheritance. When you're in, in the realm of deliverance, it's God that fights your battles. But when the Lord parts that Jordan River for you, and you are thrust into your purpose, you're thrust into your inheritance, whatever that is for your life. God doesn't fight your battles. He's not equipped you to. And I know the Bible says, you know, uh, the Lord will go before you and he'll fight your battles. In some instances he will, but when it comes to inheritance, when it came to the Israelites, he said, your faith is going to be your weapon. Now, he said, I am going to go before you. I'm going to send my angel before you, and he's going to deal with your enemies. But they still had to get a warlike mentality. 
you, you have to go in. The Lord gave them the ability. He said, this land is your land. But he said, I need you to have enough faith that you're willing to engage your enemy. And um, for all of us that we're seeing God do some amazing things right now. And uh, I, I truly believe this, that the church right now uh, in the earth, not just in the United States, this is not about deliverance. We've all been thinking, oh God, come down, do a miracle and deliver us from the ungodly leaders and the injustice. And God's saying, this isn't, this isn't a Red Sea moment. This is a Jordan River moment that I've already delivered you, hallelujah. We know we're free. This is about going to our inheritance. And yes, we're standing in a place where it looks impossible, but I'm telling you that God is saying that as we sanctify ourselves and cleanse ourselves, that we're getting ready to go in and possess. And uh, J Joshua told the Israelites, he said, get ready. He said, for on the third day, you're getting ready to go in and possess the land. We are in the third day. We are crossing, we've crossed over into the third day in this hour as a church. And the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but he gives the earth to men. Didn't the scripture say for you and I that we would ask the Lord for the nations as what? Our inheritance. That, listen, God's in the process of doing something so large and so magnificent that there isn't anything to reference it to. This is why we're struggling some with trying to figure out what God's doing because this is not anything like what we've had in the past. This is so divine, it is so powerful that the Lord is sending us into a land that has been ruled by the wicked. And he's saying, this is your land. In fact, over 400 years before, he had already set the boundaries of Canaan. And he told Abraham, he said, every place you set your foot belongs to you and to your seed. We are that seed in this hour. We are going to fulfill the promise that Abraham was given, yet he did not see it. And so I, I want to encourage you that shift the way that you think. Instead of saying, God, I just need you to come in and give us some deliverance, some help, start thinking in terms of, Lord, this, where we're at, is because we're getting ready to cross over into the inheritance of the saints. And um, this is the glory of the Lord. I think it's in Ephesians, it talks about the, uh, the glory of God and that the inheritance which is in the saints. God is bringing us into another place. We are crossing over. We're not in the time of deliverance. We are in the time of possessing our inheritance. And don't you know that Caleb, hallelujah, after all of those years, that when he crossed over, God preserved him. And I, I want to end it with this note. Some of you feel like, well, maybe my day's passed or my energy's gone or my, my virtue is not what it used to be. No. If God has inheritance for you, just as Caleb said, I am as strong 45 years later as I was when I was 40. 
that God had preserved him. There is a release of virtue and strength that's getting ready to hit the body of Christ because we need it to go in and take the land. We need it to go in and possess our inheritance. It's ours, but God says you still got to go get it. Prepare yourself. Hallelujah. Believe that we are crossing over into the final page, the final chapter of what God has for the church. It is going to be a glorious time. God bless you. I hope this has helped you today. Be strong in the Lord. May the face of God shine upon you. And Merry Christmas. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.